Welcome to Radical Love Now, the podcast. I'm your host, Bernadette McKee. Our goal here at Radical Love Now is to provide our listeners with educational information on holistic health, spirituality, and sacred activism, which informs, inspires, and empowers so we can create positive change within ourselves, our communities, and the world. The greatest gift we can give ourselves are the tools that promote a conscious, abundant, and authentic life. So with that, let's get started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Radical Love Now podcast, videocast. I am your host, Bernadette McKee, and I am honored and delighted this morning to have my friend, Jennifer Lovejoy, with me on the show. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I'm good, Bernadette. Thanks for letting me hang out with you this morning. It was fun. <laughs> so anyways, uh, exciting. We are rebirthing the Radical Love Now podcast. We had mm-hmm. started uh, a series last year, and so lots has changed in the last year. <laughs> You're not kidding. In the last month, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're uh, excited to go ahead and start this new journey with it. So we are going to be introducing the um, original or the podcast with uh, an interview today. So Jen's going to be so kindly interviewing me, and just so we can kind of dialogue and discuss what the show's all about. Oh. Sorry, you froze for a second. Okay. <laughs> so could you repeat that, love? I missed, I missed what you said. <laughs> so anyways, um, we... Just that last sentence. Did, did I freeze? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoom, the, the joys of Zoom. <laughs> right. No, just so that we're going to be doing an interview and uh, we'll be discussing what the podcast is all about. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I get to interview you. It's so fun. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so okay. I right, like you said, we did we did a bunch of episodes last year. Um, we decided actually that we needed kind of a, a whole to kind of like really be able to be on of the moment right now. And, and I so streamline what the vision for the podcast was. Yeah, that's cool. So tell me, like, what? Okay. Tell me, tell me what is the Radical Love podcast? Like, what is the vision for this? And what do you, what do you want it to be, love? Well, so where I, the vision that I see for the podcast is right now, I think more than ever, we are in a place of great change in our world. And there is so much information out there right now. And um, it's creating a huge divide with in our country, um, globally, but ultimately it all comes back into us and meeting the divide within. And so with all of this information that's out there, um, more than ever, I think it's so important for us to be able to um, know what our inner guidance is and Mm. be using our discernment during this time Mm. and really realizing that we all are divine beings and we have the relationship with the divine creator God 
and to really turn towards that and have that personal relationship with him. And through that, that is our inner guidance. And so we can really know what is true during this time um, for ourselves and when it's time for us to go ahead and take action and in our own life that's in the highest good, not only for ourselves, our family, but for humanity as a whole. Mm, that's wow, just a little tiny <laughs> vision. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it feels, um, it feels like more than ever, we need to be able to have a way, uh, a way that we know, we know what feels right, at least for us in this moment because it's very confusing I, I think probably most of us at the moment are watching more news than ever mm-hmm. you can in one day in 10 minutes you can have 15 different opinions about the same exact topic um and they all feel like like someone's trying to present facts to you and and it's it's very hard to know what what, what to believe so i think it's such a beautiful intention to help people really connect to what what is really true for them in their body in their life and for their growth and their evolution as individuals but also you know collectively like we clearly need some major changes in what's happening in the world exactly and and i think that that's like the, the the really only way to find a new world is to is to have regular people listening to what is really true for them and to know how to find that. Exactly. And I know when, you know, quarantine first started, you know, it was like, yes, it's like, we're in this together. And to take that time to really slow down. It was like, that was a huge gift Mm -hmm. for me to sit down and to slow down. But with that, there was so much fear that came up. And so that was something that I then had to start processing. And and I know for me, you know, we've been working together for a few years now and it has been such a transformational gift for me because it is about really tuning in to my own inner guidance and truth and how to meet a wide array of emotions or thoughts and belief forms. And so for me, it was like, Oh wow, I'm so grateful because I have these tools of like, I can meet this fear. And so I really spent some time just going as like actually going in and meeting like with the virus. And it was like, what was coming up, you know? And through this, it was like, dude, it was almost like this virus was a virus of fear. And it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, we all, we all have things that trigger us and raise fear in our life. But at no time that I can remember in my lifetime, that there was something that created like the four largest um, fears for people all at once. So, okay, well, wait, wait, tell, wait, tell us, tell us, <laughs> what, what are the four largest fears? That's amazing. Well, no, uh, the, the, the fear of the unknown, the fear of being alone, right? Fear of financial right. instability, and then the fear of death, you know? Ooh. And those are huge, just one at a time. One at a time. Those are <laughs> monstrous, right? Right. Holy it, crap. It, You're right. It's yeah, like all at once. Exactly. And so it's hitting us all at once. And so that really yeah. creates uh overwhelm, 
you know, not only emotionally, but then physically to the body um, mm -hmm. and over amps the nervous system. And so it's like, wow, how, how do we meet all of this? You know? Right. Cause it can be totally paralyzing. Right. Right. And then we're wanting to know, okay, what do we need to do for the best interests of ourselves, our family, you know, for the people, our, our communities. And so we're listening to the news to get the information. And then all we get is more fear, you know? Yeah. And so, and then with our leadership, the fear or the confusion. And so it's just, it was huge. And so I was going in dealing with my own fear and then how that can turn, fear can turn into irrational thinking. And I was like, sure. wow, this, this is, this is like blowing me away. It's like, this is huge. And so all I could do is continue to go in and go, what's next step? Really listen to my guidance. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon it was like zooming out and looking at the situation from all angles once I could meet the fear. And then I was blown away of like, wow, there is so much here that's going on with this situation. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, so what can I do to take a proactive step to create positive change in the situation? Cool. And um, for me, it was like, okay, well, we all know that stress breaks down our immune systems. So it's like, okay, what can I do to boost my immune system? I care gift for my mom. So it was like, what can I do to support her? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, making sure we're eating diet, you know, good, healthy diet, getting supplementation, but then also to, from that, um, really um, sharing that information with others. So, um, I started doing that and helping, you know, friends and everything like that. And then it was coming out with the podcast, like, wow, it's like, you know, yeah. news isn't promoting like how, what can we do to support ourselves during this time? Yeah. So it was like, wow, okay, maybe it's time to do the podcast again, to bring up other op options that people can run through their own discernments or their own inner guidance. And if it calls to them, you know, here's some tools to help. Yeah, so. yeah. I love it. So, okay. So it feels like probably at this point, if people don't already know you. They're wondering like, what does this woman do? <laughs> so tell us, tell us some, uh, about kind of your, your offerings as a practitioner and like what, what you're up to in the world. Well, so I guess to start off with the beginnings, um, I went to school and majored in psychology and sociology. So that's kind of how the journey started. I mean, yeah. all my life, I have been a lover of people and always questioning how can we better ourselves, better society. So it started out with, you know, that. And, um, but over time, it was like, I really wanted to help people in a different way. It was like, you know, um, where, how can I meet them and um, hold space for them in a way that they can do their, their process. So I went into massage therapy for body work and um, doing that, that was wonderful because it was working with, you know, physical pain, 
But then as I was doing that, I was noticing that with physical pain, there was emotional release. Well, in, <laughs> in um, which you know a lot, being a somatherapist, right? And so then it was like, you know, in massage school, it's like, you don't, you're not a therapist, so you don't work with your clients on the emotional aspect. And so it's like, this didn't feel quite right. I'm, you know, there was so much there that people were wanting to work through and process. So I decided to go in and get uh, my life coaching certifications. And so then I started to um, work with people uh, in that way. And um, around that time, my dad uh, got diagnosed with colon cancer. And so I started caregiving for him through his end of life, which that was just life-changing. It's um, a huge to hold space for a person at end of life and working with them as they're getting ready to transition. And I really, for the first time in my life, I had to meet death up close and personal and all the fear that went along with that. And so I put my whole heart and soul in for three years of my life, supporting my dad through that. And I was so grateful I did. Um, that I could be that support for him, but for the change in me. Um, and also and him, right? Right. And, but then I also realized where I needed to find my, fine tune my skills as a practitioner. Um, because during that time I was doing a lot of energy work with him and everything, but I realized I gave so much you know, and I wasn't filling up my cup with self-care or healthy boundaries that I burnt myself out. So when he passed, my whole body collapsed. I, I had a rash all over my body. I was sick. And so that became the new healing journey, which, you know, enter you. <laughs> which is when we met. That's great. But then also, um, a dear friend who's no longer with us on this earthly plane, but Donna Strita, mm-hmm. and she worked with vibrational medicine. And so I worked with you and her in combo. And then I actually went to work and worked with her for a few years. And I mentored with her and vibrational medicine, which I'm, I'm using as vibrational energetics, but it's looking at the premise that everything is energy. And so that includes human beings and the human body. And so there's a wide variety of uh, energetic layers. And so through trauma, you know, environmental issues, whatever, there can become energy blockages within the body, whether it be the chakras or the subtle bodies. And so it's really going in, working with someone's higher self to ask what is it need the person need to bring the body back into balance. And mm-hmm. so um, that is something that I have uh, included into my practice as well yeah. as the embodied presence piece that you shared me about, you know, emotions, you know, 
and um, trauma, things like that are stored in our body. And our body has this incredible innate wisdom and we can go in and we can touch in to uh, different aspects, you know, within our body to get these answers and to create change. So, and I'm happy because you have such a beautiful, eloquent way of really explaining um, embodied presence. So I'm happy for you to go ahead and share a little more. Yeah, I, it's, I think you, you described it very beautifully. Um, I think it's a hard one to describe, right? But it really, to me, it's about learning, um, learning how to rem remember our native language, which is the language of the body. And it's a conversation actually that we are always kind of having, but that I think our culture has really overridden mm -hmm. um, uh, our, the importance of it, um, the subtlety of it. You have to get kind of quiet. You have to slow way down in order to have that conversation with the body. Mm -hmm. um, but in my my opinion, um, the body holds our entire blueprint of of our our personal journey of evolution, mm -hmm. and that really anything that we need to um, know or understand, we can the, the the body already kind of holds that map mm -hmm. for both the timing of it, the um, the, the, the territory that, that is going to take us where we want to go, the, um, even the, even the, like how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if we remember how to continue to, to be in that conversation, mm -hmm. well, we'll we, we get so much support. We get so much assurance of like, Oh, I thought maybe that was what I wanted to do. But now I like, now that I've dropped into that, I really know. And I know that like part of this was just this idea that actually doesn't really match right now. And I know that um, I need to take action on this little piece, mm -hmm. but this other piece isn't ready yet. You know, like we get a lot of details about what, what that is. And so when you talk about, like we talked at the very beginning today about this idea of inner authority, this is it, you know, like this is, it's a technique to remember your own inner authority. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool that helps bring us back into that, um, that native conversation. Exactly. So, and, and that's, <laughs> sorry, I, you know, we're both so passionate about these. No, right. <laughs> kind of went off. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, wait, let me tell you about that. <laughs> and that that's it. And, and I'm just so excited that you're going to be on the show as a regular guest, um, sharing all the embodied presence wisdom. Um, and the tools, because I know for me, they have, are huge for me in my everyday mm. life. And especially at this time with the chaos that, that's going on in the world where there's so much fear as it's like to be able to have the tools, like, okay, I can just sit, slow down and go inward and just really be able to listen. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. That's amazing. Well, and maybe well, I'll just mention so that just for context, contextually to understand our relationship is that I, I'm also a practitioner mm -hmm. um, and I am, um, um, and you and I have been working together 
um, in that that way for for a long time, and then we've become friends and collaborators and all of that over time. Right. But and that you are actually the first person I've ever trained to become an embodied presencing practitioner. Um, but I'm a an advanced soma um, practitioner. Soma is a form of structural integration. Um, which is in the family of Rolfing. Um, and it's, I, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. The, the primary medium of, of Soma is fascia. And so uh-huh. fascia is a whole topic that I could go really crazy on, but I won't bore you with that at the moment. <laughs> um, and then through the years of, you know, the magic of being working with the body, then um, it, it's the body it just kind of offers you all the mystery it offers you little tidbits of the mystery again and again and again and so between my my time with working with clients with that modality and then my own journey like you said of like finding truth mm-hmm. um, of finding what's true in the world and how can I be more more in touch with um, what's right for me and who I am and and following that line that that process for me turned into this modality of embodied presence thing and you mostly pushed me to make that <laughs> because you kept going i need more i need more <laughs> and so that's been fantastic it was i don't know if you remember but in the first series that we did with you and i remember you were working and i was on the table and all of a sudden it was just this understanding of like oh my gosh it's like the human body is this vast universe. It's like this, this microcosm of the macro. And mm-hmm. to really be able to have that experience of like, oh, wow, we are yeah. all interconnected into the source, creator, yeah. God, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I call it, I call it life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it's in us. And so, and that we can tune into that at any time. Yeah. You know, it was a huge gift. Mm, It's so beautiful. I love that. that, Right. And that's the kind of territory that we, we get to play in all the time in these, in these particular modalities. I actually, it was funny. I was talking to another practitioner yesterday and um, they asked me what I wanted to be when I was a little kid. And I was like, Oh, I wanted to be an astronaut Uh because I wanted to explore space and the unknown. And, um, and then, like, what, what was it like to have, like, how does it all work? And, and then I, you know, I was working on a body one day and I was in the, in the amazing magic of that, you know, like, well, in this conversation with the body, it was giving me all these insights. And I was like, oh my God, I am an astronaut. I just go in instead of out. But I still get to explore like all the mysteries through this like really concrete form. I was like, this is awesome. So I got to, I get to live my childhood dreams. Right. It's <laughs> not exactly how I thought. So, so mine were, I wanted to be a nun. <laughs> there you go. Cause I was, you know, I came from the Catholic religion, but then I wanted to be a nurse and a teacher. And oh God, you're like, this is back. It's like, Oh, <laughs> this is sort of the unorthodox, unorthodox version of all of those things. Right? <laughs> so beautiful. But it was all kind of, it sounds like it was all about service. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. And being able to really be tending to the heart of people. Right. And I, the really heart, the body, wait, what did you say? Nurse? None and 
What was the other one? A nun, nurse, and a teacher. <laughs> and it, oh my God, it's freaking perfect. It's, do you know what that, that's like tending to their heart, tending to their body and tending to their mind. Right. That's freaking beautiful. <laughs> exactly what you do. I love it. So that, that's kind of funny that. <laughs> I know, right? Something in us knows right from the beginning. Exactly. And we were only working with what we knew, you know, in our yeah. culture, but yeah. innately we knew that there was a deeper mission and purpose. That's so know? beautiful. I yeah. love that. Cool. Um, so tell me this podcast, you have some kind of, you have some kind of like big, big picture, um, categories, I think that, that you really want to encompass in our conversations in this. Will you tell us about those a little bit? Exactly. Well, I, I really think, um, the vision and the focus of the podcast is going to be having conversations about what is vibrational energetics and how, how that, you know, interrelates with our life and our self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and then also to the embodied presence piece. So really being able to, what is it to be embodied, you know, and what are the tools of like, how can we, how can we use that to really gain clarity and discernment? You know, yeah. we can be a whole, a whole being because our whole structure at this time, it's all based on duality. Right. And yeah. so it's like, you know, we're really focused on the good things, you know, whether it be emotions or anything like that, but in truth, there is the shadow aspect and I'll just use like, uh, emotions, for example. So fear, anger, you know, things like that. And it's like, we don't want to look at that as being a part of who we are. So we just kind of shove them away and repress them. So it's like, Oh, but (laughs) that that is a part of who we are. That's part of being human, you know? And so it's like, how do we meet those and, and work with those so they are not abandoned in our subconscious and how can we bring them forth? So they can kind of, our ego can mature and we can become more whole in our way of being in the world. Yeah. And well, you know, cause I say this to, to, to you all the time, but I, I actually really think that those are doorways into more of who we are and that the more we avoid them, the louder they have to get because they're like, dude, you can't be who you are without me. Exactly. Exactly. And so any of those actually takes us deeper, deeper into being able to give our gifts, being able to, be in full expression of who we are being able to be more landed as human beings, which automatically when you're on the ground, you start to feel like, Oh, the earth has this, this humming it does. And wow, that flower is moving. Like I can almost feel it from here. And, you know, like when you're, when you're grounded, you, you start to recognize interconnection and then you start care more about each other too exactly and it brings a more joy into your life but this deep resonance of love that love for yourself love which is rare right child or your partner but just this deep love for everyone and for everything and you can hold this deeper field and this welcoming to others into your life yeah you know um 
it's so rare too in our world. I mean, like we, nobody teaches us that we're supposed to love each, love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like that's um, so, so crazy. Right. And in fact, if you do, if you sort of love yourself, then they're, then you're considered self-centered or something. Mm -hmm. So we have, we have no clear model of how to um, make that part of our world or, or any permission to like acknowledge the importance of what that means. Exactly. And it's so key to really how to be in this world and be in relationships or what we want to co-create as a career. Um, it's, it's tied to everything. And that, that was one of the huge lessons that I really learned. Um, going mm-hmm. through the embodiment practice mm-hmm. was that, you know, self-love is key. And, and how do I touch that? And I'm still working on it, you know, I mean, lifelong project, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there life shifts when we can, you know, start to learn how to love ourselves. And when we start loving ourselves we open up a space where we can really hear our inner wisdom and develop this beautiful relationship with the creator source, whatever people yeah. want to call it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, well, and, and also like, there's a way that the, the deeper, I think there's this idea that like, if you're the deeper you go into your own process, like the more, the more self-centered you get or something. And I think it's totally the opposite, right? The more expansive you get. Yeah, the more expansive, but also the more connected you get, the more you care about other people and their experience, the more you can relate to what they're going through and not feel like you have to kind of like push away their experience too. Exactly. And you you can meet people right where they're at. You don't have to, you know, prove your point. You don't, Take it personally. Yeah, or you don't have to be right, you yeah. know. It's yeah. just like you can meet them right wherever they're at. Yes. Yeah, so and just because you understand that it's like, wait, we're all interconnected. We're all energy. And just because I have my, you know, solid matter, my energy, a low, you know, and it creates me, you know, yeah. It, it's still that energy runs through you or anybody else. Well, and I think also when you've met some of your darker places, you start to like, um, like when you see it come up in another person, you automatically, if you know how to find, to like um, sort of open up and go, oh, when you have the dark moments yourself, you know how to open up towards them and go, okay, fear, I see you, I can be with you. You know, then when someone else is having that experience, you're not, automatically going, Oh no, I don't like that one. You, you can open towards them and be like, Oh, I, I know, I really know this feeling. I really know what that's like. And it's okay. It's okay for you to be there right now. Right. Right. Cause in our culture, but I mean, in, in truth, yeah. it's gone on for eons. I mean, millennia of really d- disconnecting ourselves. And, you know, I, I think for me personally, in my training, it started with, you know, Catholicism in the church, you know, of, you know, moral sin or, and and to scare you and that you always have to be good. You always have to be good. And so when emotions would come up of fear or anger or whatever, it was like, oh my gosh, your work is so hard to be good. You're just like, no, I'm not looking at that. 
And it really um, set me on this thing of like, anytime that would come up, whether I was consciously aware of it or not, then I started judging myself as I was bad yeah. or there was something wrong with me. Right. It creates and this like fracture inside of us. Exactly. And that split. Mm-hmm. And so with this work, it's like being able to consciously aware of, oh my gosh, I'm in fear. Okay. Yeah. Hi, fear. You get to be here. Yeah. I will hold you in this loving space yeah. and just allow it to flow through yeah. instead of like pushing it away. And when that happens, things shift inside and you get a deeper sense of clarity or a deeper way of being able to handle a situation. Yeah. I don't know if you notice this. Sometimes I I feel like, um, sometimes I feel like you almost get to its opposite through the doorway Mm -hmm. of, you know, like somehow you, like I was working with shame the other day. Uh-huh. And as I sunk through and it's shame is so sticky and so scary and there's so many layers of shakiness in it and, uh-huh. and, and wanting to pull away. And it was so fascinating to me because as I w- went through it, it became this like kind of unbelievably generous ecstasy kind of feeling. And I th- thought, man, that feels exactly like the opposite of shame to me. <laughs> like shame right. is so, you know, like, internalized and uh, alone and and this was like it was like it couldn't wait to share it couldn't wait to be generous it couldn't wait to um be alive and in con- connection with other other elements of life and i was like and so i i think for me i noticed that a lot that that going through the doorway of the emotion can mm-hmm. often take you to maybe even more than its opposite like something more than what it what it would have been um alone exactly exactly except that when you go through the doorway of positive emotions they seem to not they they don't seem to go to their opposite they seem to go to a more grounded version like if you go into joy you ever done that yeah yeah what happened it's like well for me it's just like this expansiveness of love mm -hmm. but then it's just an interconnectedness that's yeah with everything like you know i i think it's funny well you know people talk about getting i've never well i've never done drugs i've done marijuana before but other than that i've done nothing else but (laughs) but for me it's just like who needs drugs when you've got this work because it's like it just you get so expansive and are able to just be in such a deep place of love and interconnectedness. That you know, it, it's weird. It's almost like you're both expanded and grounded at the same time. Right, right. There's like a, there's an, a, a substantiveness mm-hmm. to the expansiveness. It's not just like floating around in space. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, but it's grounded. But you're, you are locked. You're, you are tuned in yeah. and interconnected with everything. And it's just, yeah, it's That's so cool. <laughs> I love it. Well, obviously we like this drug, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, but that's where my creativity comes from. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? totally. Yeah. That it just, it, it naturally flows in that. But, space. Yeah. When you're in that space, it's, it's this really fabulous byproduct of, of hanging out in there. Right. Cause then if you're really connected to, to kind of the essence, 
Mm-hmm. That's where all create. That is, that's like, that is creativity. That's where everything arises from. And Great. so, yeah. Yeah. So that, there you go. Then of course it makes you like, oh yeah, I'm that too. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to paint today. <laughs> make a podcast right (laughs) that's a good choice (laughs) i love it all right love so tell us um what uh, what else about the podcast um how often are we gonna are you gonna release this or how often are we gonna do this well to go back i don't think i ever finished our the last oh yeah yeah because we covered vibrational energetics and embodied events but it's also gonna be too about talking about inner guidance and discernment Um, how to sell it, healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and, um, empowerment, spirituality and sacred activism of like, Hmm. what, what can we do to step out and create positive change Mm -hmm. in our everyday life? You know, sometimes people think that it has to be really big to make a profound difference, but it's sometimes it's just small things. Yeah, beautiful. That's that's a form of sacred activism, mm-hmm. you know. Even like if maybe somebody's angry or hurting, you know, and being able to just hold this field of love for them mm-hmm. to really be able to mirror to them the love and the truth that they are. Beautiful. That that is huge. Yeah, and that is that is a form of sacred activism because you are giving such a sacred gift but then it can be going out and building community and going out and working and helping other people in need mm-hmm. and sharing love with them right. so and it's going to be different for every person right like because yeah. if you're tuned into that that inner conversation it it tells you where to go. I mean, it tells you what, what's, what is it time to do next? Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's beautiful. I love that idea. Yeah. And it, and it, again, it's all about turning inward and listening to your own internal guidance and that, mm-hmm. and that will lead you, you know, what's next step of where to go in your yeah. personal journey. Mm, I love it. And it's sort of like, that's it, right? Like you don't need 40 steps in front of you. You just need what's the next right step. Exactly. Exactly. Cause we've always been taught to look outside of ourselves for answers. And so we rely on, um, you know, the news or our governments or so many different things for these mm-hmm. answers. And this is actually a practice and a work of, Oh wait, we can turn inward. Mm-hmm. And we can really find truth and act from that place. Cool. And so is it going to be like a discussion of topics or is it going to be practices or what are you thinking? Well, I think it can be a little bit of both, which is really, yeah, yeah exciting. You, you and I are kind of organic in that way. And so probably it will be whatever the hell we feel like that day. <laughs> We are. We kind of like free flow. (laughs) Kind of our best. Kind of our best speed. Free flow is our best speed. (laughs) So we might might fry people who are really in their left brain a lot. (laughs) If they want structure, this is probably not the primary place they're going to find that. But that's okay. I think it's nice to have a little bit of everything. 
<laughs> we're both working on bringing in our divine feminine who's the flow and the divine masculine who's the, the more the structure more structured yes <laughs> we might have a preference for one <laughs> so it depends on the day though okay so so and then um what how long like how often are, are we or the podcast we're going to be releasing episode um once a week so once a week cool and where where would would a person find these yeah so they are going to be on uh itunes spotify uh, stitcher radio google play iHeartRadio. Um, they can find them on your website uh, lovejoyembodiment.com or the radical love website um, so RadicalLoveNow.com. Uh, and yeah. And is there a particular day of the week that you'll drop the episodes? Uh, I was going to drop them on Mondays starting um, May 1st. Oh, cool. That's pretty soon. <laughs> uh, and Great. That's very exciting. Is there anything else, Love, that you want to make sure we include here today? Uh, you know, I just um, want to say in gratitude um, for the variety of people in my life who um, along my journey have gotten me to this point. So definitely I've had some amazing teachers in my life that uh, you included along with Kim Lincoln, Lawrence Conlon. Um, yeah, it's been a wonderful uh, transformation. Um, also to the late uh, Donna Starita has been huge and influential uh, for me getting here to this point. So I'm just really grateful for all of them. Also to uh, the volunteers um, that help out with the podcast. So Kelly Boyette and um, Raina Lay. She's our, our editor. So big kudos to them and everything that they do. And then I also want to give a shout out for the audio version Mike Merker is an amazing musician and he created the intro and outro music for the podcast. So yeah, he's a cool guy. That's awesome. Yeah, amazing, amazing guy with a huge heart and yeah. a great musical talent. So yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you no, for awesome. this beautiful vision and this <laughs> offering to the world. It feels very exciting. Uh, and I'm excited to see where we go together. Sweet. I am too. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks. So until next week. Right. Okay. So thank you everyone so much for uh, tuning in and we will chat with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. our show today. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Also, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or recommendations on ideas for future episodes, please contact us at www.radicallovenow.com or info at in deep gratitude to our listeners, volunteers, and donors. 
Let's make radical love happen within ourselves, our communities, and the world every moment and every day. Until next time, be love, y'all.